Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eric Name of the Athletic joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, book it. Bucks in nine. They close it out tonight with or without Malcolm Brogdon, even though he's going to get some playing time. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, sounds right to me. I think uh, I think you could see a couple uh, one, two, three Cancun huddle breaks for the, for the Boston Celtics tonight. Just uh, I, I don't. And again, there's there's with the Celtics team, you know, there's the nights where they've been really good this year, and then the nights where they've been really bad. So, you know, I've I've talked to a couple of Celtics writers, and they said, you know, nothing could be more Celtics than looking like they did in Boston for three and four, and then somehow coming out in in Game Five and getting themselves a win in in Milwaukee to you know postpone the series and and keep it going even longer, but. I think for me, just just watching that third quarter in Game Four, where the bench unit goes out and takes it to the Celtics, like no Giannis, no Middleton, no Bledsoe, and they just took it to them. And just to see to see that, I thought at that point the series was over. Like as soon as the Bucks took an eighty seventy two lead into the fourth quarter uh, in Game Four without any of their best players, it was just like I don't know how the Celtics recover from this. So. I would say I'm with you. I think it's it's over tonight, and uh, Bucks will get a little bit of rest before they start off the Eastern Conference Finals. And and again, you know, maybe the Celtics do something miraculous, but I just don't see it happening. Um, now Malcolm Brogdon, they announced he will be ready tonight. Uh, Coach Bud saying, you know, he's been cleared to play, so they want to work him in. I look if you got a space that maybe you got a lead, uh, he give comes in, gives you five minutes, couple buckets, that type of thing. That's great. Uh, but if you're putting him in in that third quarter and desperately needing minutes and desperately needing to open up a lead, and I don't know. I mean, we watched Marcus Smart struggle coming. I mean, Marcus Smart was out for a shorter period of time. He's been out eight weeks. I don't know if I throw him right back in a closeout situation. I know you've got, you know, for some people they can say, well, you got one to waste. But I, I, I want the knockout blow. I, I don't want to screw around with trying to get a guy into the rhythm of a game. I know you want to get him ready for the Toronto series but or whoever they play. But – do you agree with putting him back in there now? Yeah, I think you got to get it out of the way because so say you don't do it tonight, then you're going to wait until game six, um, or you're going to wait until game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you going to feel any better doing that in the Eastern Conference Finals? So I think you got to you got to it's kind of like a bandit. You just got to rip it. You, you just got to do it. And I, obviously, we're not going to see him start tonight, and I don't know that we're going to see him play all that many minutes. But I would kind of guess he's going to get. You know, maybe like three, maybe four, like four-minute stints where, you know, at the end of the night you're looking at 12 to 16 minutes. Maybe it goes a little bit longer in a direction, gets up to 18. But, you know, I'd be shocked to see him play more than 20 minutes tonight. And I think what, what, you're, what you're really trying to do is just get him back in a rhythm because we've seen how long it can take, as you already mentioned. Like, we've seen Nikola Mirotic come back and – really not look like himself for the first two games against uh against the Pistons 
and then finally get comfortable in game three. Uh, we saw Marcus Smart, I, I thought, really just kind of, I mean, torpedo what the Celtics were doing in, in game four. Like, I, I thought he just looked bad. He was missing a bunch of shots, and then in the third and fourth quarter, he was scared to take those shots. And uh, I think if you're the Bucks, like, you got to find a way to get Brogdon out there. And the nice thing about Brogdon is that he does have the reputation of a shooter. He obviously had that 50-40-90 season this year. You're You're going to have respect from him. So, whether or not he's in a great flow, whether or not he's he's 100%, if you stick him in the corner, the Celtics will respect him. They will go out of their way to make sure that, hey, like, we, we need to defend this guy. So offensively, even if he's not great, I think he still gets the things done that you want to get done. And then, you know, defensively, I think they're absolutely going to target him. They're going to try to make him uh, cover – all the pick and rolls that they can. They're going to put him into the action as much as possible, like very similarly to what we've seen the Celtics do with Nikola Mirotic. Um, so they'll do that to Brogdon, but I think you you got to get him back. you got to – I think if ultimately you want to win a championship, you've got to have him feeling comfortable and ready to play. So uh, you got to do it at some point. And I would say, you know, being up 3-1, you want that knockout blow. You want to finish it tonight, but – you do got to get it done. You, you do got to get him back in the rotation. And I think tonight's uh, really, it, for them, it's a pretty good night to do it. Bigger night, Kyrie or Bledsoe? I think Kyrie. I, I think we're going to see just one last gasp from him where he goes out and, and has a good night. I, I don't know if it's uh, – the Bucks are making it really tough on him. He's really struggling in this series. Uh, they, they take away all the stuff that he likes and, and really make him work. So, uh, you know, again, it may be a, a seven for 20 night or something like that. But at the same time, if, if you're trying to keep him going, you know, he's going to get a bunch of shots. So ultimately I think he has more points at the end, uh, but we'll see. Maybe Bledsoe can put one together tonight. Uh, he's had his struggles throughout this series and we'll see if, you know, he can kind of end this series on a good note and, and help the Bucks close out game five. Um, is there any adjustment tonight that you expect to see differently out of Coach Budenholzer? No, I, I think they're feeling pretty comfortable now. I think we've seen them start switching everything one through four, starting in game two. That's made them very comfortable. Um, we've seen in game, uh, in game four, they started to have Brooke Lopez switch a little bit. So uh, I think they're going to be very comfortable with, with what they have going on at this point. And I think largely we've reached the, reached the part of the series where there's not a whole lot left to do anymore. You know each other. You know what you're going to try to do. And you got to find a way to execute. And that's, that's typically game five of each series. The Bucks just happen to be up 3-1 instead of 2-2 two, two, uh, when they did get to game five. Uh, I'm looking for tonight's game to be just off the hook via the crowd. I mean, I know they're doing the green shirts. I know they're doing, you know, the the, the green out tonight. Um, what is the what was the difference, if any, between the Fiserv and uh, over in Boston with the crowds? Uh, say that again for me. Sorry. What's been the diff? What? No, that's okay. What? I know the crowd's going to be off the hook tonight. I get that. But what's been the difference between the crowds between uh, in Milwaukee and in Boston? Uh, so it's kind of a theory that I'm working on. And again, I I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but we've heard again and again that the bucks are really proud of Pfizer forum and how good it is as a concert venue. And one of the things that we've heard from Peter Fagan is that 
you know, the acoustics in there are, are just great. And they they have the best sound proofing and all of that so that when you're at a concert, it sounds really good. But what I think it's kind of done is rather than in the Bradley Center where you just had concrete all over the place and the sound really vibrated around, instead what you have now is, you know, it goes up into the rafters and it doesn't come back down. It just kind of dies up there. And I think it, it really has had an effect on just how loud uh, five-serve form is actually able to get. And, you know, I thought game one, when the Bucks came back in that second quarter, I thought that was the loudest I've heard five-serve form this entire season. But, you know, in all those other – actually, in both of those first two home games against the Celtics, they're blow-ups. And it was the same thing with the Pistons series. And one of the, I guess one of the theories I've always had about arenas is that the game's got to be close. You got to feel like you have some skin in the game. You got to feel like what you're doing is somehow going to help your team win, somehow help your team get a lead. Like you want to feel like what you're doing is making a difference. And in a blowout, it's really tough to do. So uh, I think Celtics fans have kind of gone through the same thing. And honestly, if we're talking about the volume, but I mean, maybe some of the loudest it might have been were, were the boos in Boston by the end of game four where, you know, they, they kind of turned on the Celtics by the end of that game. That that might have been some of the loudest stuff that we've heard. Yeah, that was uh, – and you're right. That was pretty deafening uh, when, when the boos started to rain down. I Because there's been so much said about, well, this building isn't as loud as it used to be. And, uh, and to a certain extent, when I was down there, the only time it got loud in game one – was when Brooke Lopez hit that, missed that bucket, and and you had him, you know, put back to tie it up at forty, and the place erupted. Yep. And then after that, it kind of just died off. Now in game two, it was a blowout, like I said, like you said, and it just it, it never really got to a crescendo, so it just didn't it didn't happen. Um, but I'm just waiting for that building to become a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I absolutely do, and I think the big thing you have to see is you know can this game end up being close? Because, you know, they, I guess celebrations are, are always fun, but, you know, if if the Bucks really come out and punch the Celtics in the mouth in, in the first half, it, it's kind of over by halftime. Well, you know, I've been in crowds like that in, in many arenas around the league. Like, no one's going to have that same energy. So, uh, you know, if you really want one of those tonight, like, I think you probably have to have a close game and keep it close until the fourth quarter and then, you know, have somebody hit a big shot. So, uh, you know, maybe that's that's what we want if if we want to hear a real big crowd. Uh, but also, I think the Bucks would would love to have a quiet crowd that they took out of the game because they end up being the Celtics by thirty tonight. Well, that would be the best case scenario to where this one's put away, and you can just pretty much run everybody else out there, give everybody else a rest, keep injuries to a minimum, if any and then kind of go from there. Look forward to talking to you real soon, hopefully about this closeout. And then we're getting word, what, next Wednesday or Thursday? If they win this one tonight, they're waiting another week before they would play again? Yeah, it'd probably be about a week. Oh, my God. Good God. Well, we're thinking the Milwaukee basketball hour is going to be on Monday night, so at least we'll uh, (laughs) give them something to do between now and then. But, man, That's a a good thing, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. There you go. That is our good buddy Eric Name of the Athletic joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, I sound like Pharrell now. Uh, Schneider Orange Hotline hiring right now. Call them 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.